Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Big day uh, around these parts. As the Bears made some changes, but they kept Matt Eberflus. Press conferences at 3. You can listen live right here on ESPN Chicago. So a couple hours from now, Poles and Eberflus will talk first. Then Kevin Warren's going to meet the media after that. Waddle and Sylvie will broadcast live at Hallis. Courtney Cronin will be there, and she joins us now on the CarX Tyronado guest hotline. You follow her on X at Courtney R. Cronin. Thanks for popping on, Courtney. Busy day. I'm going to start with this question. Do you think, do you know, did the Bears reach out to either Jim Harbaugh or Mike Vrabel gauge their interest in coaching the team in the last 48 hours? It's a great question, one that I don't think we're going to get an answer to uh, from Matt Eberflus or from Brian Poles or from Kevin Warren. But when Kevin Warren talked to us Friday when he was down at Lurie's and you know answered one or two football questions, he said he was going to take a big-picture, methodical look at everything. And everything includes your team. And it also includes other ways to upgrade the Chicago Bears, which oftentimes come from the outside. So I would imagine that not just Jim Harbaugh, and I have some thoughts on that, but I would imagine that they looked at every option, including the one internally and others that could have been outside the building and ultimately deciding on Matt Eberflus. This is something that, you know, we've seen signs. Uh, If you try to read the tea leaves and try to connect the dots for a while, Ryan Poles has been – really, really vocal in his support of Matt Eberflus. So the, them ultimately deciding to, to move forward with him in 2024, I'm very curious to hear what Ryan Pohl says when he's asked about the autonomy he's had to make this decision. But mm. as far as Jim Harbaugh and outside noise, outside you know voices uh, in this, I think I've said it on this show. I know I've said it on Waddle and Sylvie. I've never, I never thought, given what I know about the dynamics um, of Kevin Warren and with Jim Harbaugh during their time at the Big Ten, that I never thought that that would have been a fit here in Chicago. But I am curious to see if there was any sort of change of heart just in terms of you're trying to make a big swing, you probably at least test the waters there to see if it's viable. Uh, yep. and, and, and to this point, we haven't heard anything that would suggest that they were in on Jim Harbaugh. I think you're right about that. At least kick the tires, maybe, even if it's just a little light, light tap. If you do say you went and kicked the tires and you failed at it, is that something you want to make known to the world? Probably not, but wouldn't you want to? I mean, wouldn't you want to make it clear? And, and this is the thing. That's why this answer is probably not going to come out during this press conference. Uh, if he if he's asked specifically about Jim Harbaugh, you don't want to make it sound like you were turned down. I mean, we know the story about what was it, Jerry Angelo, all those years ago with the Nick Saban, and they mm-hmm. met with him. They were cheap about it, and then they decided they would get permit. They got permission to up the offer, and he's like, "Thanks, no thanks." That's yeah. a terrible look for your franchise. They wouldn't put that information out there willingly if it was a situation where they got turned down. But the due diligence part, whether it's on the coaching staff, whether it's on fielding calls on Justin Fields or sticking with him at quarterback, you have to make sure that no stone is unturned. So the option that you didn't look at, if that one ends up being the one you should have done, then you don't have egg on your face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is not something that was quick. I know that it's only 72 hours removed from when they lost to Green Bay, but you know, this still dragged out to Wednesday before we got any answers. So I imagine the last couple of days have been, you know, pretty sleepless when they've been trying to figure out the direction to go at, at, at the head, with the head coach and his staff going forward. And it's not, it's not easy. It's not easy to come to these sorts of things, knowing that you're going to isolate a portion of the fan base who didn't want to see this happen. And I think that's a good reason why Ryan Pohl said he deleted Twitter. So you, <laughs> so you don't get swayed as a young general manager by what, I think a lot of people look at it as the unpopular decision that they went with to retain Matt Eberflus. Where does your mind go when you start thinking about the new OC? A couple different places. It doesn't go to Eric Bieniemy. It does not go to Frank Reich. Um, I know that some people have thrown those names out there. Unless today, and you know how the McCaskies operate with contract extensions and letting people know about them. Right. Unless we find out that there is assurance from this ownership that Matt Eberflus will be here beyond 2024, and that comes via a contract extension, I think it's going to be tough to get a 
the type of pool that you want for offensive coordinator candidates because unless somebody comes in here and they tell that person that, you know, regardless of what happens with Matt Eberflus in 2024, you are safe, they would have to give that person an assistant head coach title. So they would at least be in position to take over if there was a firing midseason or if there was something, you know, if they ended up having a full search the following year. And, and that's tough, um, you know, because we also don't know the direction they're going at quarterback yet. It, you know, it'd be nice if all these things timed up and you knew immediately the direction. But I think this foreshadows. And this is unpopular, and I don't really care what people think. Like I think this foreshadows that they're moving on from Justin Fields. You, you don't fire the offensive staff that he's been in in, in two years for two years, and then bring on another one, um, and expect that it, there's not going to be some sort of step back. And of course, people will make the the inane argument of, well, look at C.J. Stroud, look at Patrick Mahomes. First off, Patrick Mahomes sat in an offense for a year before he took over. C.J. Stroud is an anomaly, not the norm. Right. This is their chance, and I think that these are the sorts of moves, and I'm curious to see what they say that will foreshadow what they're doing at the quarterback position in a couple of months. Yeah, I think you make a good point about like extension talk, whether they make that public or not. They probably won't. If they privately can make assurances to these candidates, I do think that's an interesting point that you bring up. And a name like, if I were going to say Greg Roman, I mean, does that – does that would that change your opinion on them moving off of fields, or would someone like that seem to indicate that? Well, they want him to sort of build that uh, kind of Kaepernick Lamar. Yeah, Kaepernick Lamar. Yeah, Ta- look, I Tyra get it. Taylor. I get it, Carmen. You're right. I get it. And of course, that name is going to be the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. If you're looking at somebody who's in the NFL right now and looking for you know another OC job. Mm-hmm. First off, we had heard that Jim Harbaugh, like he had been linked to Jim Harbaugh getting a job somewhere. So does that, mm, I don't know, point. how is it going to yeah. work? Is he going to end up going back with the person he was in San Francisco with all those years? That's a possibility. Yeah, sure. Um, but, but as far as offensive coordinators, like, you know, somebody who, who's done that and could fit that mix that doesn't, that isn't the Frank Reich ilk, who, who I've heard, and I've said this multiple times, I've heard that he might be con- contemplating retirement. Like, why wouldn't you if you're sitting on however big that buyout is from Carolina? Right. Like, take a year off. Right. Hang out. Go yeah. to the beach. Get out of the cold. Um, I wouldn't come here. And But, but, but you also need to think, does the offensive coordinator coming in, and maybe we'll get an answer on this, do they have – assurances that they're going to get to work with the quarterback that they want to. If the Bears are dead set on keeping fields and during the interview process for OC, that's what they relay to people, you may get a pool, and it's nothing against Justin Fields. It's just, it's honestly, frankly, the timeline itself. You may get a, a, a smaller pool of OC candidates who say, I don't want to hitch my wagon to a quarterback in a must win situation, knowing that if it doesn't go right, I'm out of a job in a year. Like, People who have done this job before, people who have been head coaches, who have been offensive coordinators, can be a little pickier when they go through the coaching cycle for these vacancies. The younger coordinators, um, younger coaches who are either like first-time coordinators or ready to to go from quarterbacks coach to to offensive coordinator, that might be the pool that they're – if they don't do any of the things that we talked about, uh, number one, starting with the extension for the head coach as an assurance to the offensive staff, then I think that limits, naturally, the type of candidates that you're going to get in here on a search. Good points. Okay. Well, will Eberflus keep calling plays after they hire a DC? He's made it sound like he really likes it. And I, you know, if it's, they wanted him to become a CEO, he wanted to be a CEO-style head coach when he first got hired, and he's talked about that. And he said, you know, that's, even throughout the switch this year, he keeps deferring back to that, but... I think he really likes it. I think he sees the changes that have happened uh, with him at defensive coordinator, certainly getting a stalwart defensive end helps. Um, And I don't think he wants to get off that train right now because the second you relinquish control in what very much will be a win now year for him in 2024, then if you're not controlling an element that's either doing poorly or doing well, I mean, and if it's doing poorly, then that ends up falling on you for relinquishing control in the first place. I think the more he can have more his hand in more more pots he can have his hand in in that respect could help him uh, going forward. But they're going to have to name a DC regardless, whether it's promoting somebody from the current staff and we haven't heard of any defensive coaches leaving, or if it's somebody from the outside. But 
I know that Flus has talked about this at multiple junctures throughout the last couple of weeks, saying he would evaluate it at the end of the offseason. But unlike what he said about Getsy, unlike any of the other things we've asked him about, he made sure to fit in there that he likes doing it. He has a passion for it. He's good at it. And he feels like it was in the best interest of the team. That's not just to add extra words to a word salad. That's him positioning himself. Look, I took over this defense. Look how much better it's gotten since, you know, the halfway point of the season and being able to, you know, put a, that's job security for him. If if it continues that way. I think it's one thing he can point to. That's uh, definitely would have helped him retain his job. That's for sure. I want to ask you uh, something that's not like as football-y related, but it just, it's made me curious in the last week. You know, you mentioned, when you guys were there at Lurie's last weekend and Kevin Warren was talking and, and, and within one of the answers to you guys, he talked about the stadium deal that we have in place. And then Tracy Wolfson's uh, report from the sidelines on CBS during the broadcast on Sunday. You were at the game. You probably you didn't maybe didn't see this. She was talking. Oh, about, I heard it afterwards. Oh, oh you did. I know okay. where you're going with this. And she talks about the stadium deal that's in place. I texted the guys and I was like, OK, I was gone a week in December. I said, what did I miss? Like. Is there a stadium deal? What what well, she said yeah, it caught me off guard too. I'm wondering if it was just her relaying in the general sense that what Kevin Warren told us the other day at Lurie's that it's they're on the right timeline. I think his I think it's direct words were we're right on track to where we want to be, whether oh. it's gonna be okay. staying in Chicago or whether it's going to be building out in Arlington Heights, but um, my eyebrows raised after that, just like Chris did, because I'm like, yeah. wait, there's a stadium plan, and that somehow flew under the radar for, um, you know, for the Bears. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be big I... news if you're breaking that in the fourth quarter of a Green Bay game. But that's something he's going to be asked about too. Okay. And, and I know, considering he took over this job 52 weeks ago, this like right now, I think yeah. it was either 51 or 52 weeks ago. We should know something by now. So I will be very curious to see his answer on that and if we do get a stadium plan or if it's just more kicking the can down the road because mm-hmm. they're waiting on certain processes to happen all right last thing why do you why do you think they're breaking it up uh are there more questions for kevin like they're doing you guys are going to get polls and eberflus first and then kevin warren after that is that right so logistically um i'll try to be politically correct about this sometimes with these press conferences you get people coming in from news stations who don't aren't typically part of the beat so like obviously it's a bigger beat um and there tends to be people who like to hear their voices in these things so i think that having not three people sitting up there first of all like you're going to get more direct questions answered especially those of us who are on the beat every single day and and know more of the nuance of how this works um that helps with it but also how awkward would it be to have kevin warren ryan poles and matt eberflus up Eberflus wouldn't be getting any questions at that point. It would be mm. questions, and, and, and I don't like that the Bears have done this. They've done this with Ian Cunningham and Ryan Poles sitting there at the same time when one person gets 20 questions and somebody gets two. It it becomes like really awkward. for it's gonna, It would be incredibly awkward to have the two powers that be mm. being asked, well, why are you staying with Eberflus, especially when uh, it can get call, contentious yeah. in that line of questioning. Yeah. So. I also think, too, this is our first time hearing from Kevin Warren in in a year. So hopefully it doesn't go 10 minutes. Hopefully it ends. it's given the time that it deserves because there's a lot of business at hand here. And it's his chance without sitting directly next to, you know, the person who reports to him in Ryan Poles to be able to talk. You know, obviously he's polished. Obviously these are political answers, too. Nobody's going to go up there and open up a vein. But it's just less tenuous when you're not sitting next to the people who there's questions that are going to be asked about them and some of them might not some of them might be very cut and dry uh a very cut and dry line of line of questioning right. which is uncomfortable yeah. and i would imagine like sitting up there and being like why do you trust this guy to, to run the franchise and you know that's just awkward i think it's their way of, of trying to mitigate some of that all right that makes sense all right courtney thanks so you know you're busy later so uh, we appreciate the time and we'll catch up again soon all right Thanks, guys. Take Thanks, care. Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. There's Courtney Cronin. A bit, follower on X of all the latest from the press conferences. You'll hear him right here on your home for the Bears starting at 3 o'clock, give or take, during Waddle and Sylvie yeah. here on ESPN Chicago. I don't, think, right, it's, stuff I, I don't think it's surprised Getsy's gone. I don't think it's surprised Eberflus is back. I don't, uh, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I would agree with you on that. I don't both. think there's anything surprising there. It, it seemed like it was trending that and way. And then the next decision is on your quarterback. What are you going to do with him? He's under contract for another year. Yes, he is. May 2nd, you've got to decide if you're going to pick up a fifth-year option. It'll pay him about $20 million. 
and change. This year's contract is $6 million. Mm-hmm. So he's your quarterback moving forward until something else happens. Even if you draft a guy, he's your quarterback moving forward. They drafted Mahomes. Who was the quarterback? Was Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. So, and listen, competition is what this thing is all about. Mm-hmm. So, would, if I'm Justin Fields and they draft a quarterback, guess what? You're competing. What does that mean? That means buckle up. Okay. Buckle up. Tie them shoes a little bit tighter. Get that chin strap buckled and let's go. Rocks and Addison on ESPN 1000. Hey, Rock. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. I got three points I want to make. First, would Fields be good on San Francisco? I mean, and if you would build a team out like that, would they have the success that they have now? Maybe. I mean, he could have drafted Fields. He didn't. I agree. I agree. But I'm, I'm, we're, we've got him, and here we have an opportunity to build something that looks like San Francisco with the draft picks we could get if we play this thing right. My number two thing is this. When have the Bears ever had the best head coach or OC just in the division? And I, I'll let you figure that one out. Uh, and then the last Dick, thing Dick, uh, is this. Maybe some maybe some right. years when, like, uh, who is it, Mike Sherman up in Green Bay? Right? Yeah. Maybe maybe Lovey. Right? Yeah. And, and don't forget this, too. It's been a while. You mentioned Green, you mentioned Green Bay. I mean, uh, they, they went uh, changed coaches just like they changed uh, um, uh, uh, quarterbacks. And, and there was no, no, no loss there. So we got to look at what, we, what we're talking about here. You got to build this thing for the future. And the last thing, just a little something on the way out. Justin Fields will be the consensus number one pick if you're comparing uh, college uh, uh, um, careers with the guys that are coming out now. Just take a look. I think Caleb probably still would be that guy, Rock, if they were both coming out. I think there's too many people that believe he's – Kind of got, and I'm not saying I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but I think too many talent evaluators think he's got some transcendent type stuff and potential. It's the same. They crap. said the it's, same yeah. thing about Fields. It's the same, same crap thing about here. I, I mean, Justin Fields was like the 12th pick, though. Rock. I mean, you can't say that he wouldn't be the 12th pick if people felt like he was uh, a, a, tr- a generational talent. Nobody was saying that. I agree with that, but I'm just looking breaking at... News. Oh, oh, Rock, breaking news. home for sports. We got breaking news. ESPN 1000. Is it Bears related? No, but it's NFL, NFL related. All right. Adam Schefter in a shocker in Seattle. Pete Carroll Ooh. is expected to be out as the Seahawks head coach. Per sources, he could still remain in the organization, but not as head coach. Mm. All right. Ooh. There's one you didn't expect, huh? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. What I Pete, what's Pete Carroll? 70-something now? got to be pushing 70. I think Pete Carroll's up in his 70s. He was the oldest coach in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, older than Belichick. You're probably 72. 72? This will be his 73-year season uh, if we're going by players. Yes, he's going to be age 73 this season. Good call, Adam. Uh, nine and eight, nine and eight each of the last two years. Seven and ten the year before that. And it's welcome to the front office. That's what it is. Come on up. Sit here. You come in. You shake hands. You BS with people. Yeah, say a few words at some of the corporate events, that kind of thing. You have mm. a suit on instead of a whistle, that kind of thing. That's where mm. he's going to be, if that's what he's up for. Wouldn't it be funny if Belichick leaves New England and goes to Seattle? Because didn't Belichick replace Pete Carroll in New England? Right? Or am I wrong on that? Was there... Yeah, it was Pete Carroll. Right? Got replaced was it by Parcells. No, no, no. I don't think Pete it was Carroll, Parcells. Right? It was Bill Belichick. Parcells with the, was with the New York Jets, as was Belichick. And then Belichick took the, the job up there. When Pete Carroll We left, beat him right? in 98. Pete Carroll was there in 1998 when the Jaguars beat the New England Patriots. Scott Zolak played quarterback. Scott Zolak. So, yeah, my, that's, I've got the timeline, right? right? Like yeah, Pete you're Carroll right. It left went Pete Carroll to uh, Bill to Belichick. Belichick. Yep. Wouldn't that be funny if Belichick gets fired and he goes to Seattle? Ian Rappaport is reporting that uh, Dan Quinn would quickly oh, be considered a strong yeah. candidate to replace Pete Carroll. That makes a lot of sense, right? That definitely does. All right, so interesting. Another coach relieved of his duties and maybe one that surprises people a little bit. Pete Carroll out as the head coach in Seattle, but he may be staying with the organization. And just finishing up what Rock was saying in Addison um, about Justin, and I, I think Caleb is slightly. High, and I'm not again. This is not a statement, York, on 
like who's better or going to be better or right. Caleb's Mahomes. I'm not saying that. When you're talking about the pre-draft sentiment, yeah, the hype, the hype around Caleb is much greater than it ever was around Justin Fields. That that's not even close. Well, because Justin wasn't the first quarterback taken. I agree with you. Yeah, the, the, it would have been around. It was around Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence was the transcendent talent right. in that class. Right, I agree. Yeah. Well, Rock was saying no. It was Justin Fields. No, no, no. it wasn't. Definitely not. not. Not like it is around Caleb Williams. Absolutely not. And again, that's not the end-all, be-all. I'm not telling you Caleb Williams is going to be which great. Which is why I'm looking for value. Which is why, if you like Penix before, he had himself a little bit of a bad game. But if you go and you evaluate him and you take a look at him, mm-hmm. you still like what you see, sure. you might be able to get some value on Penix. Except the left-handed quarterback thing is always scary. Well, like Waddle ask, said, the ball, ask Steve Largent if balls, he had a problem. The ball, that's true. Ask anybody that played for Boomer Esiason if <laughs> they had true. a problem. The Do, ball spins the other way. Were Jimmy Smith and Keenan McArdle somehow affected by the fact that they had Mark Brunel as their quarterback? You make some good points. So, I mean, there's a lot of silliness I, and stupidity. I'm, I'm being a little, you know? I'm being I don't call it stupidity. I caught passes from all of them. The ball flies, you catch it, right? The ball flies, the ball spins, you catch the ball, right? Yeah, yes. See the ball, yeah. catch the ball. What's the problem? That's what I say. What's the problem? See the ball. Should be no problem. Catch the ball. Kenny Stabler. Uh, Dave Casper didn't make the Hall of Fame. I, Cliff Branch. I think. crying. Freddie Blitnikoff, is he crying? Oh, well, I would have been better. The ball Kenny, came out funny. If Kenny Stabler wasn't my quarterback, I'd have been a whole lot better. Let's that rank ball, yeah. the left-handed quarterbacks. Kenny Stabler, number one. He'd right? be up there, yeah. I like him. Got to be number one, right? Boomer, Boomer was pretty good. Brunel or, Brunel or Boomer next, don't you think? Probably Boomer. And, I don't well, know. Brunel was pretty good. Boomer would get the New York bias. You know, Cincinnati to the Jets. Yeah. And that's what set him up for the rest of his career. I don't know if Boomer actually did anything when he played. I'd say Brunel was maybe he a little bit Super better. Bowl he did time. make a Super Bowl. He did. Yes, he did. I mean, I know you played with Brunel. You might be a little biased, but Mark Brunel had some really good years. Well, way where you put Jim, uh, Jim Zorn. I think Brunel was probably a little bit ahead of Zorn. But that's a good point, too. You know, like, gosh. 37,900 yards, no 4,000-yard seasons. The best he ever Who's had. that for Brunel? No, we're looking at uh, uh, Boomer Sison. The best he ever had was 3,900, 59, and 86. It's a pretty good number back then. He never threw for 30-plus touchdowns ever in his career. See, like Mark Brunel, now Jim Zorn played in a slightly different yeah. era, played a little bit before Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel's touchdown-interception ratio is way better than Zorn's. You know Zorn's is the other way. Yeah. Zorn had more INTs than touchdowns. I can believe that. I think it's Stabler and Mark Brunel, one and two. two Boom. Two, Maybe Michael Penix will be three someday. 247 to 184 for uh, Boomer Oh, Sison. don't forget Steve Young was lefty, too. Well, let's do Steve Young. I, I mean, go back. Steve Young we'll redo one, it. Redo Stabler it. two. How's Thank that? Thank you. And then Brunel. We'll do that. Then Brunel three. Then Boomer. And then Jim Zorn. Young. Who am I forgetting? So Steve Young, Kenny Stabler, Brunel, Boomer, Zorn, and then Penix will be better than all of them except uh, Steve Young. How's that? You yeah. Ready? One 4,000, two 4,000 yard seasons, threw for 30 plus touchdowns, 232 to 107 for our guy. Three-time wa- All-Pro, went to the Pro Bowl, looks like seven times. I just want to hear uh, the, uh, the uh, MVP of the league twice. Who? Steve, Steve, Steve Young. Steve Young, yeah. Steve Young yeah, twice. Steve Young was the best. I just want to hear the uh, the guy in the John Drummond highlight. Bring back, uh, let's uh, do the left-handed quarterback. Bring Jim McMahon back yeah. the left-handed quarterback. That's still my favorite. I don't know why I get such a kick out of that. I mean, that entire interview is priceless, but it's my favorite line, like the drunk guy. On the shoulders. Bring back Jim McMahon and do a left-handed quarterback. <laughs> I get such a kick out of that. Chad's in Michigan City. What's up, Chad? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Sure. Hey, uh, I just uh, I woke up today and had a lot of good vibes, you know. You got mm. Brable out there, and I was thinking, man, what if we go out and get him? And then we could, uh, you know, go down to Tampa Bay, see if we can get uh, Evans, draft Caleb Williams, a whole clean-out, you know. Maybe with Vrabel, maybe we bring the King over. Uh, I don't know. I thought our offense would just be really explosive with a whole new look, new coaches, and then we find out we're keeping ever loose, and I'm just kind of let down a little bit. I don't you don't know, feel which, so you good? You, feel, you oh. feel a little let down? I do, and I'm glad, though, that you guys brought up about Eddie Jackson today because the guy's been killing me for the last year. I call him Eddie No Action Jackson. He has been definitely afraid to put his head in there. Yeah. And, uh, 
I'll be I'll be glad to get a new safety. We definitely need an upgrade. Uh, that's all. That's my thoughts, man. Thanks, Wonderful Chad. Along and appreciate you guys having me on. Have Thank you, day. Chad. You too. Yeah, it's a little eh, you know, with with upgrades out there. It's maybe a little bit. It's maybe a little eh, especially with an upgrade like Harbaugh right now. And believe me, I don't think Harbaugh is the end-all, be-all like Waddle and Sylvie do. But it's an obvious upgrade. Obvious. He's an upgrade like they, Waddle and, and Sylvie did yesterday. Panache, he's an upgrade know? over probably a th- right. maybe a third, if not more, of, of the coaches in the league. Maybe half the coaches in the league. He does have some panache. He absolutely does. He's, like they, he's got some gravitas. <laughs> they went team by team. Like, is he an upgrade over this guy, this guy? I mean, Waddle's a little way out of whack, and he admitted well, we it. we know that. Like, you know. Yeah, we know what Tommy is. You know? I think Waddle was firing Mike McDaniel for Jim Harbaugh. He's like, a big Ooh, supporter. I don't know if I would do that. But, uh, but Harbaugh's got a very impressive resume and is an upgrade over probably half the coaches in the league. Here, here including here. Eddie Jackson was an all-pro in year two. He's a pro bowler in year two and three. He had ten interceptions in his first three years. He's got five in his last four. Zero, zero, four, and one. Hmm. Okay? For, the, for being a ball hawk. He's not that much of a ball hawk. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I think we... Don't we all get the sense? I think the Bears people that cover the team regularly would tell you that I think there's probably a growing sense that they might be parting ways. Or at the very least, some sort of major restructure, right, Yerk, that frees up some money for them? Yes. I would think. He's He's age 30. Yeah. I mean, last year he was age 30. His uh, birthday is until the end of the football season, so you've got age 30. That's age 30 season coming up. Yep. Frank's in Park Forest. What's up, Frank? Okay, I'll try to be quick. Uh, you know, my first choice would have been Harbaugh. My second choice would have been Ben Johnson. That's not going to happen. As for as for Jackson, uh, he really hasn't been the same player since he's injured in the Green Bay game. That's but mostly I'm, call- mostly I'm calling about Justin. He has very good character, very good athletic ability, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't throw the ball. So I don't care who you surround him with, who the offensive coordinator is. It's just not going to get better. You have to move him. I like Caleb Williams, but I like all of the top quarterbacks in the Pac-12. You could take Michael Penix. You could take Bo Nix. They'll all be fine. That's what I want to say. I don't want to take up too much time. Thank Thank you you very much. Appreciate it. To the point. Direct and to the point. Bo Nix. Check out our friend Bo Nix. You're a fan of Bo Nix. When I got I to like Bo, Bo Nix, I like Bo. You were happy. I do. 6'2, 217, 4508, 45 touchdowns, three interceptions. I think Bo did a nice job remaking himself after a somewhat disappointing run at Auburn. Now, maybe you say the hype train was a little bit out of control and it was unfair when he was down there, but I think he acquitted himself quite well these last two years. I, I think you would agree, Yerk. Well, I mean, I don't watch a ton of West Coast football. I mean, Pac. What is that, Pac-12? That is Pac-12. The last year, the Pac-12? Yeah. So, I I mean, I can't sit here and tell you, yeah, he wowed the living H out of me. I mean, not everybody gets to play five years of college. These days they do. Jeez, some get to play six. Joe in Milwaukee. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to make this quick. So, with all the speculation and conspiracy theories being floated around, uh, I haven't heard anyone talk about the possibility of the Bears hiring Lincoln Riley as the OC and then drafting Caleb uh, Caleb uh, so what are your thoughts I don't think you're hearing that Joe because I don't think Lincoln Riley's leaving uh, Southern California and the 10 million dollars a year he makes for an OC uh, job in Chicago for, for that pays million. him 2 million yeah 2 and a half million 2 and a half million yeah so I don't think he's... Yeah, that's why you're not hearing I it. I don't think that's why you're he hearing He would be that. leaving to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Right, not the, Not to be the offense coordinator of the Chicago Bears. I don't think he'd be... You know, you, you'd be talking about cutting his salary by more than a half. I don't think that's going to happen. He makes $10 million a year, I think. Chris, is that right? $10 million? Yeah, I think so. I, I'd also add to this. Isn't it amazing how uh, the chatter around him being an NFL head coach kind of dissipated? Uh, in the last just couple months? They a good enough job, Chris, of well, making no, it. They, they didn't win. That's true. He, if they yeah. would have gone to the college You're football right. playoff, one hundred percent. Because You're when right. the season was starting, there were loose rumors out there that they were targeting Dallas. That if uh, McCarthy and the Cowboys struggle, that he thought mm. he could get to Dallas as their next head coach. That's uh, now they might still yeah. fire Mike McCarthy depending on what happens. Yeah, in the but he's not the hot name anymore. He is not the yeah. hot name. You're, you don't even no. hear him in the cycle. You're no, right about that. No, but if if USC would have gone to the college football playoff 
and Caleb won another Heisman Trophy, I guarantee you he would have been one of the hot names. You are probably right about that. Rob's in Las Vegas. What's up, Rob? Hey, I just want to talk about Caleb Williams. I know everyone's just in love with him because of the skill set and what you see, but I'm a big USC football fan. I watched this year. First five games of the year, 21 touchdown passes against San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, Colorado, everything after that against teams that were good. Not very, I mean, he was very, very average for the rest of the year. His best game was against Washington, which was the 110th ranked passing defense in FBS. If anything, Washington has the number two overall pick, something no one ever talks about. Caleb Williams went to Gonzaga University High School in D.C. Definitely Washington may be a team that would uh, possibly give up the farm to move up, what is it, one spot, one spot. to bring a guy home. Well, you'd probably get another home. pick, Rob. You're right. You'd probably get another first-rounder. Yurko loves that. Maybe you fall in love with Drake May during all this. And you do move back one spot. And you still get a pick for next year. And you still get the quarterback you wanted. Rob, well, that's thank what you, you want to call. Do. Might be right about that. But if you can move down to eight, get two offensive linemen, get Bo Nix in the second or the third round. Okay. Would you really go two offensive linemen, or would you do like – well, you can wide do receiver lineman you, you, there. You can do what you want. Yeah. Take two positions of need. Yeah. And go down and take quarterback that you think is going to be the best. Yeah. And Caleb is from uh, the D.C. area. So that would be, what would you say? There'd be a little synergy there, I guess, right, Yurko? I think this year, home. I think this year, rather than doing it the way they've done it last year, from move from one to nine, I think you do a slow descent. That's the preference. Like once and then again? One to three. Yeah. Slow descent. Make it look like you're going to take Jaden Daniels. Slow descent. Boom, boom, boom. Somebody likes him. Let him go. And then go move down a little bit more. Acquire more. I mean, that's what I like. All right. More of your phone calls coming up. Crosstalk in 30 with Waddle Hampered and Sylvie. Seat. Press conferences starting about 93 o'clock. You're going to hear polls, Eberflus, Kevin Warren, right here on your home for the Bears, ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Brings through some more calls. Crosstalk at 2 with Waddle and Sylvie. The boys are on 2 to 6 live from Hallis. Black and Abdallah on tonight, 6 until 8 to continue the Bears conversation. Let us go, Yurko, to Robert in New York on ESPN 1000. Hello, Roberto. <laughs> nice to hear you. Hello, I love you oh, wait, guys. Oh, Eddie. Hold on. Do I, have the, do I have the right phone up? Robert. Is this Robert in yeah, New York? You there you go. We got you. I oh, am here. Go ahead. Poor Eddie was so I'm excited. Right go ahead, Robert. I am. I, I'm very excited. Okay. Well, so, Carmen, yesterday you were talking about why Dak isn't the MVP, right? No, I said why isn't Dak the MVP. And should be. You're saying he should be. I think if I had a vote and I don't, I think I would vote for Dak, yes. Okay, so let me give you one thing to think about. Okay. Here, here are the games. Here are the Texas games, the, 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 the Cowboys games. First game, 40 to nothing over the Giants. Yes. Next game, well, Listen, Robert, Giants. don't go through the yes. whole schedule. I, we don't need to go through 17 but games. All, yes, all he, he, he cleans up on the crap team, yeah. and he, lost to, he loses to, like, the 49ers. And to the Bills, and he loses badly, like that's, 10 points. That's the argument, I guess. There you go. And if he doesn't win the big games, he's not the most valuable player, or at least play great. Uh, Lamar Jackson lost to the Colts this year. Lamar Jackson lost to... But he beat San Francisco, and they're a great team. Lamar, Colts are Lamar, not a great team. Lamar lost to the Steelers this year. When Those the, are medium teams, and nobody's going to win every man. game. But you've got to come through on the big games with the best teams. All right, Robert. Thanks, brother. Uh, I think I would vote for Dak. Right. Those are medium teams, guys. Medium mediums. Teams. Yeah. <laughs> what? Lamar Jackson lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Medium. 17 to 10. Medium team. Are the Bears a medium team? They finished uh, seven and ten. No, they are. They're in the mediocrity. medium team. Yeah, Remember what a medium a medium-ish. The medium team. teams are probably from about team eight <laughs> until about team twenty-eight. And Those I, they're listen, all medium teams. Yeah. And I hate to like. Ba- I don't want to bash Lamar Jackson. Lamar's awesome. I well, love. Go Lamar. ahead and bash him. No, but I'm, that's not what I'm trying to do. Oh, okay. I I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's terrific. It's a weird year. We've talked about that a lot. It's been a weird season. 
for quarterbacks, and there's really not one dominant guy. And I had said to the boys yesterday, I'm like, why isn't Dak? And we had the conversation. It, I don't mean that to really take things away from Lamar Jackson, but you could poke holes in the performance of a lot of guys this year, Yerk. I could find a couple of games where Brock Purdy wasn't very good. I think Brock's good. I could find a games where I could find a couple of games where he wasn't good. I can find Let's a couple of games it. where Mahomes wasn't that good. I can find a bunch of games where Josh Allen wasn't that good. Well, the, speaking uh, of not good, uh, he's four interceptions, eighteen to thirty-two for two fifty-five against the Baltimore Ravens. If you want to find where Brock Purdy was not good, well, I got there you it go. for you. I just gave it to you. But Dak had uh, a pretty impressive year. Yeah, they really cleaned up at home. It benefits them this weekend, obviously playing a home game. Because they've become somewhat of a juggernaut down in that building, York. I mean, you're looking at the best team in football the last three seasons at home. You know that? Best I record did, I in did football. Not know that. Best straight up record in football, York. Second best ATS record in football at home. Cowboys have become the best home team in football the last How about three this years. game against Cleveland for Brock, Brock Purdy? 12 of 27 for 125 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Now, that was a weather game, but you're okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, There's another one. October 15th. It was terrible, though. It was, yeah, a windy, I, I, it was terrible. I understand. It was rainy and, yeah, it was I understand. You're right, though. You're, you 19, could find 17 loss. I could look at all of them, and I could find some really bad games. It is always the thing that seems to dog Dak, though. You know, like, he and the Cowboys can never really win the big one. I'm definitely more of a... I am a bigger Dak Prescott fan than most. I have right. been forever. So there's no doubt about that. Like, I've been arguing Dak's case for probably too long. I, I think he's very good. Um, he's not Mahomes. He's not Prime Rogers. He's not Joe Burrow. I, but I think Dak's very good. So I probably am a little biased anyway because I've always thought Dak was awfully good. But this was a pretty damn good year for him. And he's turned CD. He's helped. I shouldn't say he's turned. I don't, I don't like to put it that way. The guy catching the ball has something to do with it, too. But he's really helped form some kind of duo between he and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, CeeDee Lamb, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, right? When do we start looking at CeeDee Lamb saying, eh, that's the best receiver in football? Tyreek Hill, love him. But when do we start looking at CeeDee Lamb and say, there he is? Well, his second half of the season was pretty, pretty Unbelievable, good. dude. Yeah, pretty good. Let's go to, where do you want to go next, Eric? You want fields? You want, like... Well, Wait, what's, like? what's Tim in Tennessee want to say about you like? the Bears and rookie quarterbacks? Go ahead, Tim. Hey, I was just wanting to ask you guys, when you if you look at the future, you know, if we draft Caleb Williams, Bears are not known for starting rookie quarterbacks. So who's going to start? That's not and, really true, you know, though, Tim. Better. Mitch started as a rookie. Justin Fields started as a rookie. Mitch did not. Mitch started as a rookie. I don't remember that. I remember fans calling for Mitch to come out. Mitch played. Because. Mitch as a rookie played in 2017. He started 12 games. Yeah, they started Dalton first. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Yeah, exactly. So we don't have really anyone to groom Caleb Williams. So we, do we, we think Caleb is going to? What are we missing? Mitch Trubisky started 12 no, no. of 16 no, but, games. But Carmen, what he's saying is that. Andy Dalton was named QB one, even though they drafted Trubisky. Is that what you're saying? That they start that he That's got all sense. the he got all the Basically, number one yeah, reps in practice, I'm, and he got everything. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, when you look at the future, do you would you rather have Justin Fields with a competent, the best center that we can get in the draft, and Marvin Harrison on the outside, or do you want Caleb Williams there? with everyone that we have now, and maybe we can get these guys later in the draft. I, de- I, I definitely want the best quarterback. Um, Timmy, thanks. Do your evaluation. That's your job. And find the right one. It was, it was Glennon with, with Trubisky and I, yeah, Dalton I, with I, Fields. Because there was all that he didn't get the first team reps so, and everything so like that. So we're only talking about week one? Yeah, but they both played as rookies. Yeah. I agree with Carmen. What are we talking Mitchell about? Mitchell Trubisky started 12 games as a rookie. The what are we, are we talking doing? about? He started 12 games. Justin Fields started 10. What I'll are we talking him. about? Fields has started 38 games. I'll go Mike Francesa on you guys. I'll start counting them. Like, what? And Abdallah, come on. Yeah, I mean, No, the point is that we gave Fields a pass the first year. Because we were like, well, he didn't have a full offseason as a number one quarterback. They gave all the reps to Andy Dalton. They did all this. Like it was, I remember it being an excuse used for Fields' poor performance his first year. We know basically rookie quarterbacks at this point, if they're drafted in the first round, play. 
mostly, not always, Jordan Love didn't, Mahomes didn't. But if you went back and looked at like the last 10 years worth of drafts, Yerk, the, ten, uh, the, the first round quarterbacks, it's like, I did the math a couple years ago. We talked about it. Black and uh, Chris and Adam and I talked about it one day. If you look at it, it's like 93% of every first round, something like that. It's up around 90% of every first round quarterback that was drafted, I think, in the last 10 drafts, has started at least seven games as a rookie. It's that high. You draft a, a rookie quarterback, you reset you're, your clock. You're, yeah, you're going to play You're him. playing him. You're playing I mean, like, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I don't think Brock Purdy is special, but you do have to call out, like, it's pretty amazing. Like, where was he on the death chart when he entered camp with the 49ers? He was their fourth quarterback, right? Third quarterback? Yeah. He had to be. So, like, way. imagine the, the reps split up in, in those practices. Oh. For him to supersede those in front of him that were the starter and the backup. Well, because, right? because of injury. That's where he got his chance, yeah. right? Because of injury, he got an opportunity. Uh, yes. And then. You got to make it, right? All of a sudden, it's like, what happened here? It's yeah. like, what, what's going on? It's a revelation. Yeah. you got to give credit to him. Yeah, absolutely. The individual. Credit the individual. I think it. I think For it's being not, able to learn while yeah. not having the opportunity to do. I think it'd be. I think it would be nice if you were any quarterback to be in Shanahan's system. I do think that. I don't necessarily think you have to like downgrade a guy and say, "Well, he's just a system guy, Yerk." You know, but I think it would be nice to be in Shanahan's system. I guess. I don't know. He seems to be pretty quarterback friendly. He just seems to be offense friendly. The offenses are always very very good. So uh, yeah, who started games uh, between all the injuries? Well. Remember Jimmy last year, Trey Lance. Yeah, he had to be third on the depth chart, right? Behind Jimmy and Trey Lance last year. He had to be. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? He had to be. Yeah, but going into training camp, was he even fourth? Wasn't uh, That's what we're talking well, about. Who else would have been there? Like, well, J- would Josh Johnson have been on the... I had a feeling... No, he... wasn't there a... Um... Was there somebody else? It was Jimmy, Trey, and then I, I, my guess would be Brock Purdy was like the third guy when they started the year. That'd be my guess behind Jimmy and, and Trey Lance last year. Jimmy G played 10 games. Trey got hurt after two, Yerko. Brock Purdy started five. He played in nine. He started five. So that, yeah, it's pretty, okay. pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. All right, we'll grab a few more calls coming up, and then we'll cross talk with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll be right back. You're listening to Carmen and Yerko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Chris was right that Brock Purdy was fourth. You know, two years ago, going into the 2022 season on the depth chart in training camp for the Niners. We forgot about Nate Sudfeld, the former Iowa gunslinger. There you go. Oh, man. And can, can you be you, called a gunslinger yeah. from Iowa? Of course from not. Iowa. That's I was the guy being, that turns around and I, hands off. I was kind of being a smart ass. The last guy that you can do that with is like maybe Chuck, Chuck Long. Long. yeah. Or, 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 or Hartley, one of the Hartley brothers. There's got to be somebody since then, right? Hey, I mean, name it. Um, Iowa gunslingers for I mean, a thousand, like, Alex. Like C.J. Beathard was pretty good there, wasn't he? I feel like. I'll take your word or, okay. for it. C.J. who? You guys are like, okay. C.J. Beathard? C.J. Beathard. <laughs> Did you just call him C.J. Beathard? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not his name, cool, right? dude. It's yeah, not cool. Talking about his heart, Carmen. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden you're stunned. Yeah. I mean, C.J. did have back-to-back seasons where he threw 17 <laughs> touchdown passes for the Iowa Hawkeyes. I hate to I mean, burst like your... in Iowa terms, isn't that kind of like a gunslinger? I hate to burst your uh, Iowa bubble, but Nate Sudfeld went to Indiana. Oh, oh, Danny went to Indiana. We, oh, thought he went to we were wrong Carm. on that. We, yeah, we, we thought he went Sorry, to Indiana. That's right. He went to Indiana. Indiana gunslingers yeah. for a thousand. Um, Michael Penix. Michael Penix, yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael Penix. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's no Boom. longer there. What about uh, Antoine Randall? Okay. There you Who go. Else? Um, Trent Green. Yeah, Trent Green's an Indiana guy. Good there call. There you go. There I'll you go. One, I'll give you one card. Nate Sutton went to Indiana, not Hey, Carmencio. So C.J. Beathard is the answer. There you go. Uh, that's incredible. C.J. Beathard. I that, caught you off balance. That man. Brock Purdy started last season as their fourth quarterback. Yeah. If you like the advanced metrics, Yerk, uh, then you definitely like Brock Purdy. He was pretty much one across the board this year amongst the quarterbacks in the NFL, like EPA plus completion percentage and adjusted EPA, uh, I believe success rate as well. He was number one in all of those categories. 
So if you like the uh, the advanced metrics, very good. He was pretty good in all the metrics. I mean, he had the the one awful game, obviously. Yeah. Um, against uh, terrible. He had the one awful game against the Ravens, but other than that, it was pretty good. And he finished the season with 31 touchdowns and 11 interceptions, so almost three to one, just a little bit shy of three to one. He led the league in yards per attempt. He led the league in net yards gained per pass attempt. He led the league in QBR and quarterback rating and touchdown percentage. So it's a lot of metrics that uh, tell you how good of a year Brock Purdy had. Pretty good good player. And he still got over 4,000 yards. There's another quarterback over 4,000, Yerk. Add another one to the list. I I think 10, 12 quarterbacks passed for 4,000 yards this year. I think it was 10. Nobody at 5,000 this year. Not this year. Nobody at 5,000. Billy's in Berlin. What's up, Billy? Hey, what's up, boys? Thanks so much for taking my call. You got it. Um, Prior to listening to your conversation with um, uh, Courtney Cronin, I forgot her name. Sorry about that. I was under the impression that Eberflus coming back was kind of a signal that they were going to keep Justin Fields. Uh, so I have to wonder if I wonder if Poles can actually take that number one pick and do kind of the same thing this year that he did last year, or do you think other GMs are kind of wise to him, you know, trading back and trying to get a conditional pick? No, I think uh, as long as someone loves one of the quarterbacks, Billy, it's uh, the world's their oyster, right, Yerk? I mean, yeah, that's all it takes. A couple Just of teams some, fighting over Drake May. Somebody Caleb loves Caleb Williams. Now the Bears may fall in love with one of those guys and draft one of them. Be prepared for that. They might. They didn't fall in love with either quarterback last year. They we'll traded know. the pick. They rode with Justin Fields. We'll know before the draft. Yeah, we should. You right? will know before the draft. We definitely should. Jim's on the south side. Go ahead, Jim. Hello? Jimmy. Jim? Yes. Oh, hello. There you go. Yes. Uh, Am I on? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Okay. Okay. Um, the first thing I'd like to ask about is, can it be assumed I mean, by by the, all the experts that you know more than all the people at Soldiers Field, and you know more more than all the players. The answer to I that mean, is I, yes. I do know <laughs> more than everybody there, and I know <laughs> yeah, more than yeah. the players. Yeah, that answer is yeah, yes. Right, right, right. And and I'm saying I know more than you. But okay, I, I if I had if I had a chance, I would take Harbaugh. But they're not going to take Harbaugh because. The general manager doesn't choose people with controversy, mm. so they're not going to choose him. Whenever, whenever he gets involved with controversy, he turns around and goes the other way. They had opportunities to take Carter, who was uh, proclaimed the the number one lineman in football. They didn't get him because I think you know about it. He sure, they, he of did course. something yeah. like he provided a gun for somebody and somebody got shot and all of that. What well, was and, the car? It I was tried, the, the the rate. It was the the, the the incident with the drag racing. Yeah, and I try yeah. I try to go along. I don't think he provided Cole. a gun for somebody, did he? I I I think you're casting dispersions now on Jalen Carter. I don't think that's yeah. the case. Yeah, it might it might have been somebody else sure. that did yeah, that, but that. I think Are you I, thinking I of think the kid at LSU? Are you thinking of the basketball player at LSU? I think that's who he's thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, that, 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 that definitely was not Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah, the he's basketball not, player. He's thinking about Brandon Miller that. from Alabama but, last but, year. Remember oh, that? I'm sorry, Alabama, but, not, my LSU. Point, not LSU. Okay, Alabama. NBA okay, player. But my, yeah. my point is, Poles doesn't want people with uh, controversy. I mean, they got rid of Roquan Smith because he asked for a raise. When Roquan Smith, in the last five years, he, he led the National Football League in oh, tackle. Boy. But I don't I think mean, that's he, I don't think that's because uh, a controversy. They they uh, yeah, Jim, we gotta go. <laughs> Yurko's gonna lose his mind, Jim. Nah, How you doing, Yurk? No, nah, you know people rewrite history all the time. I I don't mind. No, please respond. No, just keep rewriting history. I had to get rid of Jim, otherwise I think Yurko. No, gonna lose they his mind. they gave him a contract offer. They he, did. He wanted more. Right. And they said, okay, we're gonna trade you, get something back. Then he signed a contract extension. Every day of the week, Roquan Smith thanks the Chicago Bears that they got rid of him. Every day of the week. The Bears' weakness on this team is not at the linebacker position. I also don't like how you use that to say it benefits the Bears somehow. Why well, did say benefit Roquan? I don't I, care I, what Roquan's happy no, or not. I, I want the Bears to be better. All, all I said was that um, I didn't say the Bears replaced him. They did. Okay? With players. I'm happy for Roquan that he's with Baltimore. I'm happy he's on a playoff team. He would not have been happy here. That's true. Okay, let's not pretend he would have been happy here. 
He's gone. The Bears have replaced Roquan Smith, have they not? They did. They replaced him with two players. They did. Right? TJ, what has TJ Edwards done? I think he led the did he lead the league in tackles? He might have. He was close. No, he was top five. Top five. Okay. What, what 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 did our other guy do? Edmonds. Jermaine Edmonds had a good, he was good. Uh, I mean good. He, he got the hands on some balls. I don't think either player's as good as Roquan Smith, but that, that I think the combination of the two with the money that's been been dispersed between the two. Yeah. I think the, the linebacker position is not a weakness for the Chicago Bears. That I agree with. Dare I say they don't spend one ounce of free agency money on, on the linebacker position. They don't spend one pick in the draft on the linebacker position. I agree with Okay? You. That's where you're at. You might draft a Linebacker is not a weakness on the Chicago Bears. I would agree. So anybody that wants to bring up Roquan Smith's name to me, you're wasting your time. You wasted your time with me today. It's what you've done. That's what you've done here. Dare I you say put the people's com- lives in danger. That, you yeah. weakened a country the Bears today. Bears linebackers have got eight interceptions this year. Do you know where that puts them in the league? Mm. I'll tell you where. Number one. Number one. There's only one place in the league for the Bears when it comes to interceptions Tre- at the linebacker position. Tremaine had it's four, number right? number one. Tremaine had four. Who uh, did did TJ Edwards have a couple? But everybody's Sam going to at least one. two. Or th- he had at least two. <laughs> at least two. Everybody's going to sing one. me a song about "Oh My God, Roquan Smith." Who gives a rat's ass about Roquan Smith with what the Bears have at linebacker right now? Nobody cares. Yeah, you are focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter. Get your mind right. Get your mind right when it comes to the Chicago Bears. What you need to focus on is coaches, offensive coordinators, the quarterback position, the tackle, the wide receiver, the center. Focus your mind correctly. The hell's going on in Chicago? Edmonds, Edwards, and Sanborn combined for eight, York. You're right. I can't stand stupidity when I hear it. it. All right. uh, We'll be right back in two short minutes for Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvie. Bill on the South. uh, I'm sorry. Bill from South Shore. Oh, this is a classic. He's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to. Today's final word word. on Carmen and Yuriko. The man reminds me of basically someone who should be a defensive coordinator at the University of Iowa and then after the game, having a good game, like going out to eat some poppers, man.